0: You're listening to Minions and Musings. I go by Evil Jeff. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome in, welcome in finally getting around to recording another podcast here. It's been a little bit on the crazy side. And I realized the other day that this one idea I've had, uh, I've been wanting to get it out. And because I wasn't able to record everything, even though I've got some other ideas for podcasts, this thing's like right in the way. It's blocking everything else. And I'm like, look, I've got to get this stupid thing out of my head. And get it out there so I can be done with it. This one thought that I've been carrying around for weeks now, uh, since my second podcast when uh, the you got logic in my dungeon. Well, this is that other end of that podcast that I talked about. It's about time to put it to rest and everything. So, what was I going with on this? Well, you always. Know, Said that you've got to have some logic to the dungeons. You know, you just can't throw creatures in there for no good reason. I mean, if you do, really, they're creatures, correct? Um, they don't just apparate into a room or apparate out. They are dirty, they're messy. They've got to eat sometime and also then get rid of any waste. So, you know, when you look at a dungeon, you know, why are these creatures there and how do they move about? They're not going to be static. If they were static, they'd be chained down to something. So, where did this come from? Uh, In the game that I run for my minions and one of the friends, I started them through the uh, series that's B1 through 9, In Search of Adventure. And the very first thing is that they go up to the town of Threshold and immediately uh, are hired for the Caldwell's Castle. The clearing of Castle Caldwell, is I think is the original... Oh no, it's, it's Castle Caldwell and Beyond, it's the name of the original module. But anyway, they're, they're clearing out this castle. So... The guy tells them, by any means necessary, clear out the castle. So, they do. They cleared out all the castle and everything that they could. Uh, killing all the creatures that wouldn't uh, wouldn't leave them alone. Uh, but there were several creatures that they let go. Or that were like, sure, sure, we'll, we'll leave. We won't come back. Which, by the way... Uh, Two of those, a set of Kobolds and a first-level cleric, which was of a chaotic god, uh, they allowed both of them to leave. Uh, those guys are going to show back up. I decided to make a nice little plot hook where the Kobolds, which is what they're doing right now, and I think that's probably where I'm going to go with my next podcast, uh, what's happening with them. And also this uh, chaotic cleric. Uh, Going to be an interesting thorn in their side if I get to do it. Well, all these creatures that are in the castle, it makes some sense in there. If you know the module, underneath one of the rooms there's a trap door that you cannot unlock. Later on, a the guy that owns the castle hires a high-level mage who comes there and does a knock spell that opens up the trap door and then they look down in there and they're like yeah I'm not going down there that feels a very bad vibe I'm not doing it so he hires the crew again yeah you, know, you didn't finish cleaning out the castle well they couldn't open up the stupid door so the trap door so they go back down in there now this is where it gets a little bit weird Um this is a short adventure in the original module called Dungeons of Terror. And it's the weirdest assortment of creatures you have in there. There are some whites that are in a crypt area, so that's cool. But then you have three Thuls, three Berserkers, the leader of the Berserkers, uh, some Robber Flies. Uh, two mediums, those first level mages that are insane. There's a gelatinous cube just for fun, and a doppelganger. See, Tim can have fun with this. After running the minions through that, the my oldest minion was like, "Why were all these guys in there? It made no sense. How did they get in and out? And I told him, you know, how they got in and out. And he just looked at me like, that's the stupidest thing he'd ever heard. And I had to agree with him. The leader, you know, with all these creatures in there, I mean, the fools being hidden away off to one side, the berserkers, you know, they've got to go in and out. They've got to eat. You know, why is the doppelganger in here? Why is the doppelganger, you know, because he's really evil. I'm sorry, you know, that doppelganger is really, really evil. Why wouldn't he be doing something to the berserkers? You know, there there was not really a lot of logic in there. Maybe he had been doing something. I I don't know. Maybe he'd been messing with the mediums. But it it just didn't seem like a very logical way. That's also when you get into the Dungeons of Terror, you're stuck. You are stuck until you. Uh, and I won't spoil it, but there's this silly, silly little phrase that you got to say at a certain spot and you don't find that information until the very end. So you are, once you get down in there, there is no getting out. It is railroady as all get out, but Hey, that's what they were doing with it. That's probably part of the terror. So I agreed with him. Yeah, it's not very logical. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So, what am I going to do? They are currently in a adventure right now where they are cleaning out the caves of the cobbleds. Those three cobbleds that they let go from clearing out Castle Caldwell. Well, they really didn't leave like they said they would. Uh, The party did tell them if they didn't leave, if they ever came back, they would kill them. They they were honest with them. So these cobbles have actually uh, somehow banded together. There's a lot of them, and they've been terrorizing people, killing people, stealing stuff. So the party now has to lead a group of uh, fighting men from the town and go clear out this cave. There's some additional fun things in there uh, that... I started thinking of later on that we need to do to them, so but I'll I'll wait that one out. But when I started building that dungeon, I want to have some logic to it. You know, where would these guys sleep? You know, where would they get rid of waste and things like that? What were these caves originally? And we re- decided that this was a original sort of set of caves that uh had been found by people years before from threshold they had started mining it for some reason in fact outside the cave entrance is some uh, small shacks that were used by the miners to rest while they you know, had finished inside and for the night whatever they are going in there and they're getting ready to put up a have a big fight because these cobbles are going to ambush them at any given chance. So I purposely made sure that there were some ambush spots. You know, this is definitely going to test them. I also, you know, reminded them that their track record of keeping other party members alive is not really good. They've already lost three different party members. Uh, due to death. Now, actually, they were NPCs uh, and just luck of the roll there. But death is right there on their mind. It's, and I'm going to hit them with it again and remind them. Now, I'm not going to do it on, you know, kill somebody off on purpose like that, but I'm going to put a big scare in to them in the very beginning and remind them. It's like, you know, you could die if you're not very careful. But. As they go through this, they're going to you know hopefully see the logical proge- progression of different areas where these cobbles are going to go through and ambush them um, and confront them you know in restricted spaces to you know not give the uh, human other humanoids the advantage because uh, you know these are small little guys, but when there's a large number of them, they ought to go up pretty well. Now, I did allow the players to hire characters. And as luck would have it, they were able to hire three mages. And were able to prepare Magic Missile. And I follow the rules of allowing them to create scrolls. And these Magic users were able to create several Magic Missile scrolls. So they have them available and they're going to, you know, basically, I don't want to say machine gunning it, but now they don't have to have them memorized. They're right there, so they can cast them right away, and uh, give them the characters an advantage to a degree. But there's some funky things that are going to be waylaying them later on. So yeah, you know, put some put some logic in there. You know, these guys will encounter an area where the goblins throw their refuse and I purposefully put a carrion crawler in there because you know they're feeding it and the carrion crawler's like "Ooh, this is great I'll hang out here it's fat and sassy now so we'll see what happens when they venture over that direction. The real logic thing that I wanted to kind of pull out uh, came back from the fact that when I first started planning the adventures for my minions that i wanted to run them through module b1 into the unknown one of my favorite modules uh you know, first one i ever got and it's if you haven't used it before you know you fill in where the monsters are fill in the treasure i found it rather humorous that when i went looking at my hard copy that i kind of ignored what they said about the monsters and everything. The book itself has 56 rooms, and there are 25 different sets of monsters. Uh, The module says, put 16 to 20 monsters scattered throughout the entirety of the uh, dungeon itself. And then there's a whole bunch of uh, treasure that's going to go throughout as well. So you don't fill up every room with treasure and monsters. Okay, that makes sense. That'd just be, you know, a death march just waiting to happen. So I got to looking at that, and when you take that into account with the fifty-six rooms, and realistically, there actually are two rooms that actually have some monster encounters already in them. So it didn't feel right to put anything in there. Well, if you follow along with that, so fifty-four rooms. You know, and you're only putting 16 to 20 monsters or encounters in there, that means you're going to have a monster every 2.7 to 3 and 3 eighths rooms. So, you know, right at one monster for every three rooms. Which doesn't sound like such a bad idea. So I started really looking at it and the list of monsters that are available and everything and also looking at the wandering monster list they had there. Now yes, as a GM I could go in there and change all these things but I decided I've been given this list why not force myself to be logical about the placement of the creatures and also realize that you know, these creatures, they have to eat. They have to go in and out and everything. And they might be jockeying for position or power within this area. And maybe they're trying to take it over as their own. So, they're not going to just be occupying places right near the front door. Um, they're going to be holed up where they can be secure. So, different areas of the dungeon should be manned by different creatures, you know, different areas of power, per se. Um, If you remember the module B2, Caves of Chaos, with that just gigantic amount of monsters, it's just crazy. If you go and read the module, it does mention about the fact that there is some skirmishes between the different monsters, and the players, if they're smart, could initiate small wars between different factions orcs versus some goblins and hobgoblins there's some cobbles that are trying to stay out of the way uh bugbears are over there just kind of hoping to pick off anybody you know they tell you there's a power struggle well yeah in nature that's the way everything is so why not here in this dungeon you know and it just made sense so i I looked at the groups of creatures. So, let me just kind of read them out to you here. Uh, You've got three different sets of orcs, two different sets of troglodytes, two different sets of cobbleds, ghouls, a giant centipede, carrion crawler, two crab spider encounters, a black widow spider encounter, sturges, gnolls, shriekers, skeletons, hobgoblins, two different sets of goblins, Giant rats, zombies, bandits, uh, berserkers, which are our only wandering monster, gnomes, and an ochre jelly. Yeah, I immediately nixed that ochre jelly. I was like, eh, I don't feel like running my characters through that. And I, I looked at some of them. It's like, okay, let's see. Well, we've got undead in here to make it give the uh, cleric something to do. But ghouls, yeah, don't want that. So, I went through this list and I decided to nix out things that just didn't feel like it would make sense because, again, the creatures are going to hold different areas. And there's two levels to the dungeon. So, some of these creatures are going to hold the upper area, some of them the lower area. And in the lower area, um, there's just one set of stairs to get down, and you have to go by uh, one room in particular. And when I looked at it, it just made sense that whatever creatures are down there are probably just mean enough and nasty enough that other creatures do not want to go down there. Take this list here, and one thing stuck out. Troglodytes. Go look at the description. Troglodytes pretty much hate every other creature. They will kill anything and eat it. So you've got the troglodytes in here in two different groups and also listed as a wandering monster. Now, I am somebody who says if you have a set of wandering monsters, these things didn't just appear out of the ether from somewhere. You know They reside somewhere within said dungeon area, so if you encounter them as a wandering monster, we need to reduce maybe some of the Creatures from other areas, you know, if they were living in there. So I reduced that. I just, you know, it makes sense to me, you know, maybe not to you. I don't know. So I reduced all that as we go along. So with the Trongodites, I'm like, yeah, if I, if they show up, they're, they're hunting at this point. I'm going to say that they're relatively new denizens. So they somehow found this place probably following the orcs or the cobbleds. Uh, the module does mention orcs and cobbleds were slaves of the original inhabitants. And these are what's left over. And guys probably saw them. And now they're in there and they're just buying their time waiting to pick them off. All the other creatures... Uh, I tried to make sense. There is an area in the bottom level where it's a webbed cave. That is the description. I'm like, well, there goes a spider right over there to sit down beside them and eat their curds and whey. And then I decided that, well, what could get in there? And a a bunch of these creatures can't really open doors, like, say, the crab spider, the sturges. Um, where else was them, giant rats, ochre jelly. So, a number of these creatures, I'm like, well, if they get in here, how do they get in? And there's one spot where creature, well, there's a cave where there are bats. And that's one of those encounters. So I said, hey, there is a hole there. So the crawly creatures, black widow spider, so forth like that, could get in through there. And they inhabit the lower level. There, done. They're populated. I need to have a reason for them to be in there. Otherwise, it just makes no sense. You're just sticking monsters in there. And the last thing I want is my minion just look at me like, Really? You're gonna stick, why don't you just stick you know, Santa and his eight reindeer and have them attack us? Because you know we didn't give them any milk and cookies at Christmas. And quite honestly, I think he would actually say that to me at times. So I've gone through and just given the different groups, orcs and cobbleds, since they know each other, they've kind of banded together and they're in a couple areas that are close to each other. The troglodytes, just one group of them uh, sitting in one little area waiting to strike. The goblins and some hobgoblins in here. They've actually got another area, and they're biding their time to see what can happen. Uh, They're trying to build up their forces, and they're trying to look around. I also decided that anywhere that the creatures were, those doors are unlocked. But other doors, they should be locked, so they're going to have to hopefully have a thief to get in and out of them. unfortunately got interrupted there somebody needed to have some questions answered so now that that's out of the way we can finish up so yeah really that's where i'm going at now that i've got the dungeon laid out i've got the main corridor that the creatures are going to go in and out of for the dungeon so they can go hunting food and other things like that it's Got the ability for these creatures not to interact with each other unless they're unlucky. And it makes sense. There's some logic back behind the dungeon now. So, that's what I've been rattling around in my brain all this time. Finally got it out. Yay. I just, oh. It's it's good to get things off of your chest and out of your mind and other things like that. So, uh, for you guys that are listening to this what do you feel yes you maybe you, you don't like using pre-made, pre-made adventures just for that fact other times you might but have you ever really thought about the whole ecology of the dungeon you know why are they there are how are they eating and anything like that i mean don't forget their basic needs Unless they just showed up, you know, a day before the adventurers showed up. So, what do you think about it? Uh, I'd be interested to hear some of your thoughts there. Well, I think that'll do it for me. Let me uh, clean something up here and get this thing posted and be done with it. Once again, I'm Evil Jeff. And wherever you go, hope you're having a good time there. I've seen I went down where War and peace collided Inside the dragon's lair When pleasure is your master, convenience is your key, your heart's divided